Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We've come to day 166, which takes us back to the book of Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 17, which is going to deal with blood. There's a lot of blood in this chapter, and it's important that we understand why God is saying what he's saying. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and It is perfect, and it is living and active, and it shows us Christ, and it shows us your will for us. So please write your word on our hearts. Make us ready to hear and listen and understand and obey. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Leviticus chapter 17. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons and to all the people of Israel, and say to them, This is the thing that the Lord has commanded, If any one of the house of Israel kills an ox or a lamb or a goat in the camp or kills it outside the camp and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to offer it as a gift to the Lord in front of the tabernacle of the Lord, blood guilt shall be imputed to that man. He has shed blood and that man shall be cut off from among his people. This is to the end that the people of Israel may bring their sacrifices, that they sacrifice in the open field, that they may bring them to the Lord, to the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and sacrifice them as sacrifices of peace offerings to the Lord. And the priest shall throw the blood on the altar of the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting and burn the fat for a pleasing aroma to the Lord, so they shall no more sacrifice their sacrifices to goat demons after whom they whore. This shall be a statute forever for them throughout their generations. And you shall say to them, any one of the house of Israel or of the strangers who sojourn among them, who offers a burnt offering or sacrifice and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to offer it to the Lord, that man shall be cut off from his people. If any one of the house of Israel or of the strangers who sojourns among them eats any blood, I will set my face against that person who eats blood and will cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you. I have given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. Therefore I have said to the people of Israel, No person among you shall eat blood, neither shall any person who sojourns among you eat blood. Any one also of the people of Israel or of the strangers who sojourns among them, who takes in hunting any beast or bird that may be eaten, shall pour out its blood and cover it with earth. For the life of every creature is its blood, its blood is its life. Therefore I have said to the people of Israel, You shall not eat the blood of any creature, for the life of every creature is its blood. Whoever eats it shall be cut off. And every person who eats what dies of itself, or what is torn by beasts, whether he is a native or a sojourner, shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Then he shall be clean. But if he does not wash them or bathe his flesh, he shall bear his iniquity. This is Leviticus 17 in the English Standard Version. Of course, we're using ESV.org, as we always do for our on-screen text display. So, the blood. The blood is so important. 
God says in this chapter, the life is in the blood. The life of the animal is in the blood. It is blood which carries to our bodies the oxygen and the nutrients and the energy and the antibodies and the white blood cells and everything is in the blood. And so blood is incredibly significant to the Lord who is the giver of life and also that Jesus pours out his blood, his life on the cross. So there's different levels of things that are happening here in Leviticus 17 as throughout Leviticus. There is the highest level, the truest fulfillment, which is ultimately to point us to Christ. And then there's also the regulations that deal with things for practical reasons, some of which have to do with with having the hearts of the people understand the preciousness of life as given by God and as belonging to God. And some of it is also to keep them away from pagan idolatry. So let's start at the lower level and we'll work our way up. So to keep them from pagan idolatry, this is pointed out explicitly in verse 7. So they shall no more sacrifice their sacrifices to goat demons after whom they whore. This shall be a statute forever for them throughout their generations. A lot of the times when they were offering blood outside of the tabernacle or later outside of the temple, they were doing so because they were appeasing false gods, the goat demons and other false gods. So pretty much every sacrificial system of the ancient world and of modern paganism involves the shedding of blood. And there's a reason for that because God has written on the consciences of people that we have offended a holy God and that blood must be shed for our forgiveness. And so there's bloodshed involved in all of these ritual sacrifices. And so one of the main reasons why someone might kill an animal and not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting is that they're kind of covering their bases by making sure that they appease all of the gods. And so they're offering it up to false gods. And that's just, of course, wrong. God calls that spiritual adultery. It is an abomination to him. It leads his people's heart astray. The other thing that by bringing all the animals to the Lord is a recognition that all life is precious in God's sight, given by God, and is for God. And so we don't receive anything that's not from God. And so we, when we pray before we eat a meal, we are symbolically doing the same thing. It's more than symbolically. We are, we are in essence, doing the same thing. We're acknowledging that everything that we have comes from God. It's given to us as a gift. It's not ours to just take for ourselves because we earned it and all those sort of Americanisms that we think. No, everything is a gift from God. And so we give thanks and we ask God to bless the food because it's a blessing from him. It is a blessing from him. And so I think it's appropriate to pray at meals as a way of sort of doing the same kind of thing that God was calling on his people to do. If you're going to have an animal, if you're going to kill it, if you're going to eat its meat, you should bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting. You should offer it as a sacrifice of peace offering to the Lord. And again, the sacrifice of peace offering, which is specified here in verse 5, that's the one where the worshiper gets to eat the meat. So we are blessed when we bring this. It's not, you don't have to offer up every animal as a whole burnt offering because then you wouldn't ever get to eat any meat. God is good and God is generous and God is letting them share in the meat. So the highest, of course, is the fact that this is a picture of Christ. And that is that atonement is made by the blood. So starting in verse 11, 
For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. Therefore I have said to the people of Israel, No person among you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger who sojourns among you eat blood. The life of the animal is in the blood. Verse 14, The life of every creature is its blood. Its blood is its life. Christ poured out his blood as a propitiation for our sins to satisfy divine justice, as an expiation for our sins, to cleanse us of all of our sin and wrongdoing. He made atonement on the altar of the cross by his blood, that is, by offering up his life. And so blood is precious. The wages of sin is death. We earn from our sin the penalty, the payment, the wages of death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Romans 6.23. Why is it that we can have a gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord? Because he shed his precious blood and paid the price. He paid our wages. right? He, he settled the death that we deserve. That's why Hebrews tells us, that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin because the Bible tells us the soul that sins will surely die. And so blood is a reminder to us of the preciousness of life, but also of the costliness of sin, which is ultimately paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for paying for all of our sins with your precious blood, that you might redeem us from sin and death and make us forgiven and alive forevermore before you. We thank you and praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, tomorrow, Lord willing, our plan is to continue in Leviticus, going on to chapter 18. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm-hmm.